back to Walking in a Woman's Shoes with uh, Katie and Claire, and this is episode three, the issue in today's world. In this episode, we're going to focus on how the issue of sexism is still present in America today, and in many ways that we have seen it throughout history and in the present day, and certain ways that we have experienced it. So to start off, we're just going to talk about the fact that lots of men still think they're above women in home life, in in the workplace. workplace. And just like, I would just say in general, like, they are always seen, like, it's always shown that like, oh, like, either a woman needs to be protected by a man, and then like, the girl has to like, thank him for doing such a good thing. Whatever he did, or if it's in the workplace, it's like, women aren't going to be the boss of a man, it's like, they're going to be under a man, or that's at least what men think, I think, still. And And I would say like, and then like, if like a woman does like make it into like the higher chains of a business they're always like oh well she like doesn't belong there or like, yeah, she she's she's a woman work to get there right especially yeah. certain job careers like yeah. we talked about stem that's very i'd say controversial for a woman to be yeah. in it because men just don't think a woman can do the work of that they think they should be housewives and stuff and so this episode we're just going to focus on how it is still present in today's world because there are many ways that it still is As we were talking about the workplace, a more recent example I found is in the court ruling Corning Glassworks versus Berman. And basically, this was just like a facility that needed um, inspectors to work there. And most of the inspectors were women and they were mostly day shifts. And they decided that they needed night inspectors to work there, too. And so they tried to hire men because they thought that that would just they didn't want the women working at night. But the men refused to work there without higher pay because they felt the work was inferior to them because women did it. And so because of this, the men got paid more than the women workers did. So as we talked about the wage gap many times previously in episodes and at the beginning of this episode, Claire is now going to provide more information on the wage gap from nationalwomenslawcenter.org, the wage gap by state for Latinas. So on average, a woman is typically paid 82 cents for every dollar that a man makes. And for we're focusing on Latina women because in this book that is like Esperanza's family's heritage, right. and uh, Latina women, and this is from um, 2021 in March, she they make 51 cents less than your average white male in Chicago, and then the biggest wage gap is in California, and that is 58 cents of a difference. And you'd hope that this would be like combated with the Equal Pay Act that FDR established in 1963, which basically was the first federal anti-discrimination law that addressed the wage difference between men and women. But lots of people have found loopholes to like be able to still pay men for the same work that women do more. One of these, as I talked about earlier, was in the court case, Corning Glass Works versus Berman. And basically at the court ruling, they said that um, the men should be allowed to be paid more because they felt that the women should be doing the inferior work. And they actually won that court case saying, or no, they lost the court case, but other courts have let rulings like this win just because of the fact that um, it allows market forcing, which is basically just value assigned to a job for either men or women. And so if a man has to work a woman's job, that is their like legal thing to say, oh, well, since it's a woman's job, we should pay him more because it's not technically a job like that he typically would do or a man typically would do.
And I think that it's very important that she included the about Chicago having the lowest wage gap with a Latina woman making 51 cents less than your average man because that's where Esperanza is from. Exactly. And since she's Latina and lives in a poor neighborhood in Chicago, I think that's yeah. And that just also shows like everything has an effect on everything kind right. of where it's like she was like, oh, I wish I could live in a better house. But literally like the people in her family couldn't, they were doing as best as they could because it was just set up to be against them. Right. And if it's a 51 cent difference currently, I can't even imagine what it was. I know. When Esperanza was living there and stuff. Yeah. And I think it's crazy that this is all from 2020. Well, like this, this article was like updated yeah. March 17th. And that was what? Less than a week ago yeah. or so, two weeks ago, maybe. So yeah, that is crazy that that's still there today, even after the equal pay. Yeah. And also the um, court ruling is from ACLU.org, Women's Rights in the Workplace. So as I'm sure you've heard um, recently, there has been a huge issue in sexism in sports. And I'm going to talk about all the sexism that happens in sports between men and women. And all my information is coming from shape.com sexism in sports. So recently it's been shown that sexism is a major problem during the March Madness tournament as we saw a picture of the men's weight room and it's huge and has a bunch of dumbbells and just machines and weight machines for men and women have one rack of weights to use when they're both competing in a NCAA tournament. Yeah, I would just like to add in, I think that uh, like the use of social media to spread awareness for this has become very helpful because I know like my mom was talking about it and she's going crazy over it and just like a yeah. lot of people were able to spread what was happening. That's like part of that's the only it. reason that this got yeah, out, I fixed. think, because yeah. it went on Twitter and then Instagram and eventually it gets everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, there was a huge Twitter post about how the woman's weight room was barely anything compared to the man's, which it was true considering they had one rack of weights. Yeah. And on this topic, the woman who tweeted the post also showed the difference that there was a difference in the food that the woman received and the gift bags that the woman received compared to the men. The men get more food, um, a whole buffet when the women get a pre-packed like, yeah. um, plate given to them. And then I also found that women athletes are also generally paid less than men athletes are. So I think that when the weight room has showed this is a breaking point for the sexism in women's sports today, and even though the U.S. women's soccer team tried to fight for the equal pay, it was dismissed by a judge. And it, the judge basically said men soccer requires more work, so the woman women soccer doesn't require as much work as the men, so they should not get equal pay. And also over the Twitter post, people were claiming that women don't need weights since they don't need to train like a man, even though it's the same tournament, they're doing the same thing. And so that was crazy in history just just now, like like a week ago. The fact that they're like, oh, they don't need them. Like, they shouldn't be playing a sport anyways if they think they need weights. Right. It's the same. They're both playing basketball, and they're both in a huge March Madness tournament. So that was really news-breaking this past week and definitely showed, showed sexism in the world today. Sexism can also be seen in the modern world throughout politics when, in the 2016 election, Hillary Clinton ran as the first female president to make it on to the big ballots, basically. And we can really just see how she was just mistreated completely 
by her other candidates especially, but just by a lot of the American population because they just didn't think yeah, that, Yeah, they like, didn't think a woman was fit for president. Yeah. And she got to the finals, and even though she did not win, I know that her candidate, Donald Trump, that she was running against definitely was sexist towards it, saying yeah. comments such as saying a woman Com- couldn't be president. Comments about just, like, not even just Hillary Clinton, but just, like, a lot woman of women. in general. Like, yeah. his own daughter, too. Yeah, which just some, really like, gross, even gross things that it's, like, showing that women aren't good for president. Yeah. They can't run a country. And, yeah, so back to politics and sexism. I found this information from timesup.org, politics and sexism. And recently, with in the 2020 presidential election, Kamala Harris was the first woman vice president to run, and she made it, and that broke history because she is um, an African-American female who also won vice president in yeah. the election. So... For her, though, there were many sexist remarks as she ran to be vice president, and she's still receiving them, as we see every day. I think um, there was some, and I know especially during the presidential or vice presidential debate, Mike Pence, I think, um, said some comments that just maybe weren't directly sexism, but basically just saying, she's a woman, she can't. And even with when they were saying, like, or when she was, like, announced that she was going to be vice Mm -hmm. president, nobody was, like, Oh, yeah, she, they were just like, oh, the only reason she's doing it is so, like, they can say that they have a woman on their side, when in reality, they didn't even think to say, like, oh, she's qualified for the job. She, like, has history doing this kind of stuff. Yeah, even though she's been in politics. Yeah, they were just like, oh, the only reason they're doing it is for, like, a publicity thing. Yeah, and I, yeah, I definitely know there was, there's still lots of remarks about sexism towards her, and people were also criticizing her of inauthenticity, and I just think, that's wrong because she broke yeah. history being the first African-American um, woman vice president. And, and like, that's just going to, like, inspire so many other people yeah. to, like, push to work harder and, like, especially just be like, okay, someone's done it. It can be done again. Right. Um, another um, person in the House of Representatives, Alexandra Ortiz Cortez, she goes by AOC. She has also received many sexist remarks by even Representative Ted Yoho called her very explicit and said very sexist things to her. She has been picked on. She's very leaning left, and men just think, oh, she's a woman. She cannot be in the House of Representatives. And I, this representative called her some very rude names and even dug at her appearance and said some insults about her intelligence. When she's in the House, she has to be yeah. super intelligent. And it just shows that even she's young, and men don't think young women can work in that. Yeah. Especially when they're, like, typically, or they're just used to being kind of surrounded by, like, a, or as it used to be, especially, as just, like, as, like, a guy's club almost. Right. And for having, like, women to just be able to be, like, oh, like, I would like to participate in what our country does. Right. Yeah. These are just two people that have been dug out for sexism in politics, and I thought they were very important to share in this. So now we're going to talk about sexism in our own lives, which... I personally have not received anything directly towards me, but me neither. I would just kind of say it's like the culture that has been like set up, whether both by honestly, like by men and women with men just being like very creepy. And then I would just say like women too, just like being like, you need to be careful. You need to be protected. Like whenever I leave my house, my mom is always like, 
remember to lock your cars, look who's following you, don't be on your phone, like keep your location on. Right. And I think, yeah, especially with the like men kidnapping little girls or the assault rates in, in America in general are just crazy because it shows that like there still is sexism through social things like that or through social media there's lots of just men using women for disgusting things and I just think it shows that it's still present especially I think those things are more common in like teenagers lives when you can drive I would say that like also like teenagers can also be like it's not it's not only just like old creepy guys it can be like teenage boys just like talking about someone's body or just like saying a bunch of stuff that's not true about someone right boys in our school boys in our grade just and still thinking oh it's fine it's just a girl she's fine and I think also like when it comes to actually like talking about this thing a lot of people downplay like I remember I recently we both led freshman retreat and Mm -hmm. we had like the slideshow that said like do you think that like sexual harassment is a problem at CJ everybody's like no I don't think so but like people have like talked about my body in certain ways or like lied about things I've done but I don't think it's an issue and that is the issue right and I think even someone talking about your body or commenting on something that's sexual harassment yeah and it's sad because recently there has been a lot in our world going on about sexual harassment and how about I think 97% of women are affected by it but the men just think oh yeah and even there and then they'll say stuff like that's not it wasn't assault like, yeah, it wasn't assault. It was just when harassment. Just asking for certain things from a girl is considered sexual harassment yeah. and assault. And men just don't play. Oh, it's not that high in America, when it really is. Yeah. And I just think men need to be more careful about that because they don't. I don't know. It's just we're told to, like you said, lock your car doors. Make sure you know who's around you. Don't go anywhere alone. Yeah, when, like carry your like get something to protect yourself with whether it's your keys or something on your keychain right when they could just be told nothing when they walk out of the door yeah so i think that's a way that sexism is still present in our world especially our lives as teenagers today um as we're talking about the more modern events in the history of sexism in america and especially in our lives it made me really reflect onto the book and see that nothing has really changed from the way that like Esperanza and her friends and her sisters were treated. Right. I, yeah, the book was set in the 1960s and it's 2021 now. And a lot of stuff really hasn't changed, especially the way that men just were treated. And I would say that, yeah, like, I mean, there have been like different laws passed and different things in the workplace that have happened, but it's still just like not, yeah it's still the same and a law isn't gonna stop someone from doing something right and so even though it hasn't really changed it still reflects the same culture that it did before with just showing that men really are still treating women the way they did many many years ago it's just kind of like when you look at the book and you're reading it you just think like oh my gosh that's so awful that that would have happened to Rafaela or Esperanza or Sally I think was her name her friend later on in the book and then like if you take a step back and you think like oh well this has happened to people pretty recently this has happened to my friends or like yeah oh like that's so awful that like some random guy was just like 
hitting on her. her and hitting on her. And then it's just like, oh, well, like, me and my friends were in the store the other day, and this guy just wouldn't leave us alone. And right. It's just like, oh, yeah, this does still happen. Right. So that shows that the culture about this is really just the same and hasn't changed much since the 1960s. Yeah. Thank you for listening to episode three of Walking in a Woman's Shoe by Kitty and Claire, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. <laughs>